everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today we are here with an installment of Mascara and Marvel because we saw Thor, Love and Thunder, and we definitely want to talk about it. Yeah. I, okay, well, I mean, like, we'll get into it, but I, I will say that, like, coming out of the theater, I think we both liked it, but we both have slightly different levels of enjoyment. Yeah, I would say so. Um, just a little bit. <laughs> I like, I, like, we saw it yesterday, so it's been, like, just less than 24 hours. And yeah. I do feel like I, I'm going to be processing this one for a while. And I think that I need to acknowledge that because I really did actually like this movie. And I think that my issues with it come from myself and not necessarily the narrative. It's so funny because it's like th- this is literally the third Thor movie with us, but reversed. Because I was like, it's a good movie, but for some reason, I just am very I, against it. Oh, I'm not, like, against this movie. No, I know, I but, would, like... Um, I really love Ragnarok, and I think that Ragnarok is still my favorite. I really feel the loss of, like, Loki not being in this movie. Like, yes. it's sad. He's not even mentioned. Like, it was kind of... Is I was hoping not? for more. Are you sure? They don't mention him at all. Um, the play people play Loki. And then he has the Loki back tattoo okay. and Loki's hair braided into him. But he doesn't have he doesn't talk about him. So, yeah, it's a little sad. But um, before we get into all that, we do have a little bit of news. Um, Marin from Jedi Fallen Order finally has merch. I don't think she's had any merch until no, no, no. now. This is her first uh, officially licensed merch. Like What? Yeah. So she yeah. has a Funko Pop. I already ordered it. I, I pre-ordered that the second the link was made available to me. I was like, <laughs> I want this. This is amazing. You messaged me. The group chat's messaging me. Like, everybody's like, did Shannon see this? Like, knows that Shannon loves Marin. We got you. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, covered on all bases. <laughs> I, like, I'm so excited. Like, it feels weird getting this now so late. Um, but maybe that's a good sign maybe it just means that we're gonna see a ton of her coming up I hope so because I'm really feeling the lack of her does Star Wars not understand that like people love Fallen Order I mean obviously because they're making another one but like you never see anything with the characters where are our tie-in novels where is our Inferno squad (laughs) I'm still upset over that like Where's my Marin book? <laughs> I don't understand what what the disconnect here is, Disney. I want to give you my money. They they and they want our money. They just don't listen. Oh, they obviously want our money. Um, because so it's so funny to me that the five thousand dollar Disney Star Wars hotel. Like, there was a thing going on around a little while ago about, like, why is it failing? Nobody knows. And it's, like, it's probably because it's so expensive. So Disney just launched a new cruise ship, and there's a Star Wars, like, um, restaurant or, like, bar area or whatever, and there's a drink that costs $5,000. Yeah, not only – so not only is there a drink that costs $5,000, it took, like, a while 
for the media people to figure out what was so special about this drink. Like, no one was telling them. People were no. asking and no one was, like, giving them the 411 on this drink. So, finally, yeah. someone got through and was like, okay, so... There was some shots. There's like a bottle of Skywalker wine. There's like all this stuff, and it's in the Camtono, right? Like the ice cream machine. For five thousand dollars, you better get to keep that. Oh, I don't know if you do. I wonder. But you also get to go to Skywalker Ranch. That is the big like thing included. Is that you get a voucher to then be able to go to Skywalker Ranch? So like, here's what gets me: like you paid all this money. To go on this cruise, to pay yeah. all this money to go to Skywalker Ranch. Like, it's just okay, it's so inaccessible. Cool. No, no, no. You're, like, paying to go on The Wish because The Wish is cool. Well, absolutely. But, like, if you're wanting to do that Skywalker Ranch thing, like, it's just so inaccessible. I'm not sure, though, if that's the only way to go because I – a while back they were doing, like, um, D23 trips that you could book. And Adventures by Disney kind of things that you could do. And I feel like I remember there being something that you would get to go to the ranch. So I'm not sure that this is the only way that one can go to the ranch. But then that begs the question. (laughs) Why is for rich people who can? Like, it's just to be able to say you can. I don't know. It's just so funny to me. They're like, nobody wants to pay all this money to go to this cool Star Wars hotel. So let's make a drink that's... $5,000. Yeah. Well, like, I obviously, listen, obviously I would not spend $5,000 to go Skywalker Ranch. But for me, I, like, don't like dressing up and, like, role-playing kind of stuff. I find it very weird. Like, I find it very, like, awkward for me, at least. Mm. So I would love to go to the ranch, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I I think that'd be cool. (laughs) I would do, I would do the Star Wars Hotel. Like, I just wouldn't want to pay that much. Yeah. I mean, the rest of The Wish, though, is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I've been watching, like, vlogs. I haven't finished the All Ears one that they released the other day that's, like, over an hour. But I'm just, like, so memorized, like, mesmerized by it. It's so pretty. And, like, the special, like, funnel suites. Like, there's, like, a there's, like, a guest room that is in the funnel, and it is, like, so beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like lipstick and lightsabers needs to take to the high well, seas. Take, take on the high seas. Yeah. <laughs> lipstick <laughs> and lightsabers on deck. <laughs> <laughs> like the sweet life on deck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so also, Star Wars Celebration Europe tickets went on sale um, and sold out so quickly. Like, wasn't yeah. it within, like, just like a few hours it was, like, well, it's not completely sold out. So, like, the four-day tickets are sold out. And Saturday is sold out. Um, the other days aren't sold out yet. Um, it's a Monday. No, a, a Friday to Monday con. I think, like, I think I remember hearing someone say that Europe last time, like, 2016, also sold out this fast. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with, like, it being in Europe. So, people in surrounding countries... Germany, France, Spain, Portugal are closer and then they can make that weekend trip down too. Um, Or like, are they selling less four day passes and more single day passes? Because we know so many people who have to buy, we're going to this, 
who have to buy four single day passes and it costs way more than the four day batch. So they're making more money by doing that if they cut the amount of four days that they're selling. I think that's definitely a possibility. I also think you're right. Like it's to me when I look at this, I'm like, this is the con for the people in Europe who haven't been able to like travel to the US like so I I imagine that like that's another big reason why it sold out so quickly and like we weren't trying to get tickets so we were just kind of like watching it from like second hand yeah and it just like even everything with the hotels it's well London is so expensive already plus it's on Easter weekend yeah which makes things really crazy um and flights right now with the oil prices are really expensive i'm going to florida in january and i'm like i got a decent price for my flight but it's still like not good compared to like before the pandemic yeah and it's just you know and like i was looking at my schedule because like if i wanted to go to london i'd want to go in like see things like yeah like, do, why, like take a proper if vacation you're going all the way you're gonna take like a seven hour flight and 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 have to be jet lagged and all yeah of that. i don't want to go for like a weekend just go for a weekend especially your first time like the first time going and like i was looking at my schedule because i'm like okay like even if i was gonna try to make this work like could i even and it falls right at the beginning of test prep for okay. yeah for the school so i'm like I, there's no way i yeah. would even get and like a week off you have to work in so much time for actually the travel day like for mm-hmm. me the travel day to anaheim took me a long time yeah and london would probably be just a tad longer surprisingly like it's not but even you'd be that hit much. with more jet lag <laughs> the jet lag would be bad yeah um i remember like when i went to paris like the jet lag was so bad it was so bad (laughs) um so yeah you have to like work that in like make sure i mean i was stupid i didn't sleep enough on the plane so you need to do that yeah so in other news um stranger things season five or not season five season four has come to a close gave us emotional damage there is going to be a fifth and final season. Was it you who told me that you thought that season four was the end? Okay, so here's the thing. So, like, I knew <laughs> I, I knew that, like, there was more coming. Like, the first part of season four came out. And for some reason, my brain mixed together the fact that there was a season five and that um, season four was in two parts. So I just assumed that it was just two parts and then that was the end. So when it came out and it was only two episodes, I was confused. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean it's only two episodes? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I was very confused. Overall, I think the pacing was... (sighs) It's just not great. But why 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 wasn't it three episodes? The last two. I don't know. I don't know. Why was the last... It was four hours. The last two episodes. To be honest, that that final... Like, the finale wasn't boring like it it was moving and and I could see why they made it that way because watching it there was no place to put in like a stopping point like it was kind of constantly going but I think the problem is is that they should have done like half the season was just the Hawkins kids Maybe, like, one episode, like, a one-off episode, like, how they did with, like, Eleven looking for her family. 
be the California kids and then just don't do Russia. <laughs> just cut Russia. Yeah. I mean, like- that was so much. <laughs> I'm feel emotionally damaged. I don't know what to expect for uh, season five. Are you anxious about it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm anxious about it. (laughs) I don't trust them, Alex. (laughs) I feel pretty confident about one character getting, like, a good ending. And then, like, my other character that I care very deeply about, I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I... Yeah, like, we are Max and Steve fans on this show. Yes. Those two. Yes. <laughs> um, and you know what? I am beginning to appreciate Eddie the more the fan art that I am. Yes. Looking at. Like, I think I didn't care about him too much, but, like, seeing all the fan art makes me like him. Yeah, the fandom has made me like him. Granted, though, like, they do this every season. They give you a character and they say, fall in love with them. And then they kill them. Like, they've literally done this yeah. every season. So, like, I'm not surprised. But the fandom is making me an Eddie stan. Like, the art's yeah. really good. There's a lot of Raylo artists who are drawing them, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I just... <laughs> I only care about so little <laughs> with this show. Like, if I watched it again, I would only watch the Hawkins stuff, and I would not watch anything else. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, our friend Gina loved Hoffer, so... I mean... To each their own. To each their own. You know, good, good for Joyce. However, honey, your kids are dying. (laughs) Now is not the time. Oh, my God. She didn't know. She didn't know. Well, she was... Listen, a Russian prison is not the place. All right, but I think with that, um, we are ready to move on to Thor Love and Thunder. So, spoiler-free, overall thoughts. How are you feeling? Um, okay, spoiler-free, overall thoughts. I think the movie was a lot of fun. It was... A beautiful movie. I think it was shot really well. I think um, the effects looked really well, like, good. I think the cinematography was really cool and and artsy in ways. um, And I have a lot of cool, like, thoughts on that. Um, I think the acting was very strong from the leads. Like, especially Chris Hemsworth was really good. Natalie Portman was really good. Tessa Thompson... Tessa Thompson is always good, so, like, not surprising. Who else do we have? Um, Korg. Funny. <laughs> like, Korg was funny. The goats. The goats. <laughs> were very funny. Overall, very, um, like, the love and thunder theme was very mm. present. It was cohesive. Mm-hmm. I, I think the plot, they did a good job. So I saw it with my mom, and we had a blast like she wasn't she actually wasn't expecting to like it okay um and she ended up really liking it and so we had a lot of fun i think the jokes landed really well like i've seen some stuff people saying that like the jokes were cringy and nothing landed and i was like really um so like i i did have a lot of fun with it i think like 
the ending, in my opinion, was foreshadowed enough. Like, I'm still... <laughs> doesn't mean I liked it. No, like... no, I know. Like, I was gonna say, like, it doesn't mean that, like, I'm happy about it, but, like, I understand it. Um, okay. So, like, I'm... I'm I'm okay. I, I think, like, with the rest of Phase 4, I like it more... I'm trying to think of what movies have been out for Phase 4. Well, there was Doctor Strange most recently... And I like Doctor Strange more. Oh, really? Because I was gonna say I like this more. I think I'm in the minority in thinking that I like <laughs> Doctor Strange more. Um, well, we're in the minority because we do like Doctor Strange. Two, not the yeah, first one. Not the first one, but like we do like the second <laughs> Doctor Strange. I really, I love the campiness of it. <laughs> True. I okay. So like, there's one thing that these two movies have in common, and it's taking these romances that gave us nothing and giving us everything. Yeah. I would say so. I think that both of them landed the romantic arcs really well. Yeah. And I will say, like, because you mentioned that in Doctor Strange, like, the second one kind of made you like Doctor Strange. Yeah. And this made you like uh, Thor, like this. Yeah, this made me like Thor. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, though, like I would say that too. I like. I, I think I had a shorter way to go for Thor oh, than yeah. Steven. Like I, I think I always liked Thor, but I think this movie made me appreciate him more. Well, because I, I think Ragnarok really like made Thor more fun, obviously. And like we went back to watch. We watched all the Thor movies like yeah. not that long ago to and get I ready only for like cared WandaVision. about Loki. I only cared about Loki in the Yeah, we were in it for Loki. <laughs> and now I'm like I think I'm kind of a Thor stan. Yeah. Like a little bit. The brothers like Yeah, the good. brothers. They are good. Like it's good actually a really story. good story. Like how often do you, like are there any other brothers in MCU? I don't think so. Well, like, we can you sisters. name any other character that it has had as much time as Thor and Loki? No. Well, Nebula and Gamora haven't got quite as much time, I think. Yeah. So, like, overall, like, I think this did, like, a lot. I think it was really good. I have some questions about, like, where you go from here, but, like, we'll yeah. get there. And I do, and I do think that there's some things that I think this movie was short. And it was short. It's been, one of the shortest ones. Like there was some missing parts to it that I think that could have made the movie like even ten or fifteen minutes longer. Yeah, I I thought about it later because like as I was watching, I'm like, this is really good. This is like paced really well. But then when I thought about it later, I was kind of like, well, you don't really get like a ton of Valkyrie, and you reminded me no. that like they kind of said that Valkyrie was gonna like have more things to do um, yeah. I, I wish we could have seen more of like w- the mighty Thor with Valkyrie in New Asgard yeah yeah I think I have some things to say about New Asgard and stuff probably in spoiler talk so overall watch this movie yeah I would say so. I, I think I still, like, rated it, like, three stars on Letterboxd or three and a okay. half. Listen, this movie's better than Endgame, and anyone who tells you Endgame is the best MCU movie, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I, like, I really, like, stick to my guns that I, I think Endgame is a bad movie. 
I think Endgame is a bad movie, and I think if you look at it from Thor standpoint, honestly, it's the worst Thor movie. Oh yeah. Like Dark World for character wise, like Thor and Loki is so much better. I I cannot stand Thor in Endgame. Yeah. Like, and it has everything to do with just. I don't think like the they handled his trauma. Like, yeah. the trauma, like, it, it was a joke, and it shouldn't have been. It should have been, like, taken more seriously. Their humor, like, the Russo's humor is a lot different. Because you see, you know, even um, Spider-Man, the humor that they do with Spider-Man in the Russo movies is so different than his in a standalone. It's true. It is very true. So, yeah, I, I think, like, overall, this is, a I like, I really liked it. I think it's really fun, and I definitely think people should watch it. Like, I, I definitely think, like, it didn't flop. Like, it's not a flop. No. Phase 4 is, is thriving. It's, it is. It's thriving. Okay, so spoilers? Yeah. Okay, Big spoiler. spoiler big spoiler warning. So... Where would you like to start? I, I, when I was making this, I, my first thought was of the Mighty Thor, because I feel like th- this is her movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so Natalie Portman was incredible. Like, she, she was. was so good in this role. I loved seeing Jane Foster back, mm-hmm. um, because I don't think that Jane Foster is as bad of a character as people make her out to be. She is like no, this she really... just suffers from the fact that she's a Phase One love interest. Yeah, yeah. Like which... that's the only thing. Like she's a really good character. She just yeah. doesn't ever have anything to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to and we get to see Darcy. Yeah, I loved that. I was so glad that she was there. Uh, we get to see a lot of female friendships in this movie. Um, friendship in general, like, and that's the thing, like, it's not, like, this movie isn't just about, like, romantic love, it's about, like, family love, it's about, like, friend love, like, it is, like, it covers all the bases, Mm -hmm. which I really love about this movie, um, and I think that the way they built up Thor and Jane's love story was really good, like, with the Mm -hmm. flashbacks, I really was like, wow, this did more for the relationship than, like, two whole movies did. Like, I believe this relationship and, like, they look very happy to me. Like, they obviously were happy until, like, things started falling apart. Well, I love that they went back and gave us that because I remember when – so, like, you know, we have the four, first Thor movie. Like, they have their relationship. It's It's whatever. Like, that's how movies were back then. Then you have Dark World, and, like, it was just a little strange. I mean, we have other issues with Dark World. But, like, when she's not in Ragnarok, like, we know it's just because, like, they didn't have Natalie Portman. Obviously, he's not on Earth and all of that. But, like, you never really know what happened. So I loved seeing that, like, they were really in love, but then they were both just afraid of losing it. And their careers got in the way. Yeah. Like, it... It made a lot of sense. It was, like, it was sad. Um, and, like, I love seeing Thor get to experience, like, Earth lifestyle. Like, him yeah, going it was to really a Halloween cute. party. Yeah. Like, how cute was that? Oh, my God. It was so cute. Well, I'm, like, the fact that he was the one who got dumped, too. 
But then he, like, he acts like it was mutual. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> obviously still so in love with her. Like, I, it was just really cute. Like, this, Taika Waititi really said Thor is a, like, himbo bisexual and I stand by that. Like he and is, like, and and he is like monogamous, like to the like T. Like he is he like is. one woman. He is. Oh my god! Like when they open up and they talk about like his loves from before, and there was the the werewolf girl. Yeah, <laughs> I was like Taika Waititi. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh I god. mean, if you've seen what we do in the shadows, there's no, I know. It was just, it was just so funny. Um. <laughs> But yeah, like I I love seeing that side of Thor because I feel like you know, for a while like Thor was like very much for the guys. As, despite yeah. the fact that guys will try to say no he's for the girls, look at him. It's like no, he's very male gazy. But now I feel like he's for the girls. Yeah, Taika did that. Taika did, did that. that. He really did do that. So like I I really appreciate his whole arc. And his, his long hair being back, too. I did like the short hair. But, like, you the like long short hair is hair? good. The long yeah. hair is good. I think he I, looked really good with his long hair in this movie, specifically. My favorite look is still Ragnarok. Yeah. Because he's back to his, like, two huge muscles. <laughs> yeah, like, the, like sleeveless the sleeveless kind of yeah very veiny like he looks very hard but he also like is very soft he well he he really nails this this look of like there are no thoughts happening in this man's head and i love that like it just it works really well so like it kind of balanced out he was just very big dumb stupid i just want to love somebody man <laughs> And, you know, I like that they went back to the fact that when he was first introduced, like, he first arrived on Earth, like, he wasn't worthy of the hammer, and it was Jane who taught him how to be worthy again. And the fact that when he, like, made a vow to protect her, it became a magical vow. But, like, I have questions about this. Okay. Like, what did this magical vow entail? Because it didn't really protect her. No, you're right. And so I did a lot of reading in the comics. Okay. Um, uh, reading up about them. Because I'm like, okay, how similar is this to her arc in the comics? And apparently it's very similar. Okay. So, like, the hammer does call to her because she is worthy. Um, there's some things where it says, like, she always had thunder in her veins or, like, something like that. I think with this, they were also trying to say that, like, she had forged this deep connection already, and that's why it was able to call to her. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I imagine there's probably more worthy people who have also seen it. Like, I, I would just imagine. So, in the comic, so we haven't talked about this, but, you know, she has cancer. It's stage four. It's very severe. And in the comics, what happens is, is whenever she has the hammer, she is fine. She has godly power. But when she lets it go, it just puts her back as she is and as she is, like, without the chemotherapy. So her cancer is still progressing even though she is in a godly form. So when she lets it go, she is at whatever stage she would have been at if she hadn't been holding the hammer at all, basically. 
which okay. I don't think they had to do. I think I it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear to the audience. It's not. And part of me was hoping that they would find a cure or like that would have been something that they would have used the wish for at the end. Like I was hoping for that. However, I am also, it makes me think of when people talk about like the magical cure of like, oh, I can walk again, like that kind of thing. Um, So I don't, I can't really speak to that too much. I think I'm just done with all the MCU couples being shafted recently. That's very, very true. No one's getting a happy ending. Like, no one. Like, even No Way Home, like, MJ's memory is erased. Yes. And then in Doctor Strange, like, they can't be together. Gamora and Star Wars. Gamora. Wanda and Vision, the most most tragic of them all. It's sad. It's, like, feeling like Star Wars. It's starting to feel like Star Wars with the, like, romance can't exist here. Yeah. Which is kind of weird considering this was a movie about love. And, like, granted, it was about all types of love. But, like, that was a huge part of Thor's story as well. And, like, to kind of skip ahead a little bit. So Thor basically becomes a dad at the end. And I... So here's the thing. Like... I think a a perfect ending, like a nice storybook ending with a nice little bow would be that Jane is healed and he, her, and the girl travel the universe together. And like, they're done. Their story's up on the shelf. Maybe you call on them if you need them, but like, they're happy they're done. Like, I would have liked that. However, so she gets to go to Valhalla because she dies a hero's death. She dies in battle. And I, I do think that they foreshadowed that. Like I was kind of wondering for a minute, I thought it was going to be Valkyrie. And that would have made me really mad because Valkyrie has gotten like no story. I looked in the comics and Valhalla is, it sounds like, pretty much how it is in Rick Riordan's books. Okay. Where it doesn't mean that you're like gone. Like, you're, you're dead? Like, like okay, so his Magnus Chase books, uh, the main character dies in the first chapter. Like, he's dead. Yeah. You know, and then he's, he's in Valhalla, and he still goes on adventures, and it sounds like, to me, like, that's kind of how the Valhalla works in the Marvel comics. Like, you're dead, but it's not unheard of. Like, they could make a reappearance. Um, there's one run of the comics where they bring Jane back to life, There's also another one where she becomes the traditional Valkyrie that shepherds souls to Valhalla. Okay. So, like, her story isn't necessarily over. I think it just depends on whether or not Natalie Portman wants to do more movies. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just the principle of watching Natalie Portman die yet again again on screen. And, like, and I think... This, this connection isn't super direct, but I made the connection watching it, is that, like, she died for a child to live. And I know that's not, like, super oh, direct. Yeah. And, like, so that, like, for me, I was, like, sitting there watching, like, Re- Revenge of the Sith, like, being, like, okay, well, now a character is going to be, like, an adoptive dad for this child, and, and Natalie is dead. <laughs> I really thought that 
his wish was going to be to save them both. Yeah. And I don't understand why it couldn't have been. I really thought that's where it was going, and I was disappointed. And, like, that's on me probably ignoring all the foreshadowing and being like, well, this character is so cool. Why wouldn't Natalie come back and play this character? Yeah, because she, like, Mighty Thor is so good. Like, she did such a good job. Like, I am obsessed with this character. And, like... I'm also like, okay, so the main, the the bad guy, the baddie, he's like, you know, I did all this for my daughter. And so part of me thought that he was going to save um, Jane and die to be reunited to be with, with his daughter. His daughter, yeah. And then when he said, yeah. like, if I, like, I'm dying, there'll be nobody here to take care of her. When Natalie said, yes, there will, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. I, I like the idea of Thor being this adoptive dad, but I that part, I'm just kind of like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's interesting because now we're going to get, what, like, a Logan dynamic? I Okay, so, like, here's the thing, because at the end it says, you know, Thor will return, and there has been a lot of articles saying it is a little ambiguous on if they mean actual Thor or if they are going to bring Mighty Thor back because they don't say necessarily. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Mighty Thor. However, I don't think we need another movie where Thor is the main Like, we need a Valkyrie movie. We need a Valkyrie movie. I I think Thor now needs to be, like, a secondary character. He needs to be the body. He needs like to be in the, the body. body comedy. He needs to be the body and not the main character. Yeah, I, I would love to see Valkyrie be the main character. I would love to see him still hanging around because he's a fun character. Like, yeah. let him be like the side funny character, and like because Chris Hemsworth can do humor. Like he can. He's funny. Like this movie was funny, and his deliveries yeah. were so good. And I think now, like, he has an excuse to be like, I'm traveling the universe with my daughter. So I don't really see why we need him. But, of course, that does bring us, like, we're kind of jumping all around. But, like, we do know the villain because there is going to be another movie. Are we Are we going here? Are we going here? Are we going to talk I just about say, I, I the... just want to say, I, I, before before we talk about it, I just want to say, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't revealed who it is, but, like, I just want to say to Alex specifically. So, like, imagine it's a Valkyrie movie with him as the villain. <sighs> so do you want to tell us who this villain is? Okay, I just, like, I need to set the scene. Set for the me. scene. Like, set viewing the, the movie. Sitting there feeling distraught about the ending like i'm like kind of down i'm like mm, like trying to process it i'm waiting for these after credits because our friend andy was like you guys are really gonna like the mid credit scene and i'm like thinking it's gonna be loki because we love loki and we want to see loki and, and then i'm sitting there i'm like well i hope it's something that makes me okay with um natalie's death that's the second Which thing the I last thought. one, a little. A little, like a little. Okay. So, like, we get to the main credit scene and it's Zeus. And I was like, like I was like, why? I'm like, what am I going to like about this scene? Like, there's nothing to like here. I don't care. And I'm watching, watching, and then he says Hercules and then <laughs> reveals 
Hercules. When he okay, okay, okay. Well, when he said Hercules, Shannon, I on. had to hold in a shriek. I like was actually gonna scream. Okay, but like when he said Hercules, I was like, don't care. And then it pans over, and I was like, oh. Yeah. So you, I, like, you I, had like, my reaction li- to seeing Tom Holland's arm. <laughs> yeah, like when yeah when we saw Tom Holland at Web Slingers and he screamed like that was like me. So <laughs> I will reveal it now. Brad Goldstein as Hercules is like the best casting ever. Like and for we those are of you who don't ten, know, ten Lasso fans. Yes, Roy Kent from is Ted our favorite Lasso. character. Like he's like our favorite character. Yeah, and like when Listen. I when when Shannon started watching Ted Lasso finally, and I was like Roy Kent, Roy Kent, and you're like, what? I was like, why? <laughs> and then I was like, like oh. this guy's just grumpy. Like he's so oh grumpy. Shannon, like I'm so excited. I am so excited. This is like whoever's idea was to cast him. Like needs Such a, raise. a good they idea. They need a bonus. They like need everything. Okay, but like I want to see him fall in love. <laughs> I want to see him. Sure, I don't care. Like I just, I, I don't know anything about Hercules in the comics. All I know is that. Roy Kent is playing Hercules, and, like, this is going to be better than the live-action Hercules. Like, the one the Russos are doing. Yeah. Like, (laughs) this is going to be 10 out of 10. The only thing that the Disney one has over this is it being a musical, and the music is a thing. I mean, he can sing, though, can't he? Well, probably. I'm just saying I don't think the MCU is going to make a musical. But I'm saying that, like, it's not out of the question. <laughs> um, never say never. <laughs> I, like, Brett Goldstein just deserves everything. He's such a good writer. Like, he's also a writer on Telasso. Yeah. Um, And he acts on it. And he's amazing. And also, like, so my dad hasn't seen Thor yet. But he okay. loves Hercules and he loves Ted Lasso. And I messaged him like, "You don't understand. He's like, gonna be gonna so lose happy. Your mind. Oh you're gonna God. lose your mind." Okay, so like, listen, like, I want to see Valkyrie with the girlfriend as much as the next person, like, hundred percent. But can you just imagine just the palpable tension that we could have? With these two on screen together. Like, I'm not even saying romantically. I'm just saying I want these characters to interact. (laughs) I just, you know, because, like, I I don't see where you go from here. Like, I'm guessing Zeus wants to hunt down Thor because Thor, quote unquote, killed him. Killed him. But Valkyrie's the one who stole the lightning. She's the lightning thief. (laughs) She is the lightning thief. She's the lightning thief. She's in her Luke Castellan era. Like, (laughs) I I want a new Asgard show. I want a new Asgard show with Valkyrie as the main character being the king. Like, this is what I want. And I want to see, because, like, what happened to that idea of her finding her queen? Well, that's the thing, is that they kind of promised that there was going to be this romance for Valkyrie in this movie, like, back at D23, when they announced yeah. Natalie was going to come back. 
Um, and obviously it sounds to me like it got cut. Like it was in the script at some point. And I think got that's cut. what happened. And then yes. did you see that interview with Tessa talking about it? About no. Valkyrie? Okay, so she did an interview about Valkyrie being bi. Okay. And that her and Tyga discussed it. And she felt it was better representation for her storyline not to be about her being bi. Okay. Like, her have, like, she's, like, I think it's more important, I'm, like, paraphrasing what she said, but it's, it's more important to normalize, you know, queer characters doing things other than being queer. Which I, I do agree with. I That's one of the things that I liked about this movie. Like, they did say this movie was going to be so gay, and it's, it is and it isn't. It's just very queer, and it's very effortlessly yeah. queer. Yeah. Like, it just things being mentioned, like, the way you see things, the way they talk about things. Like, even to the point where Thor seems, like, pretty just, like, okay with anything. Like, I... It was just very effortlessly queer, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the same thing, is that, like, it wasn't in your face. Like, it was just, like, like you said, effortlessly is, like, the perfect word to, to say. Yeah, like, nobody's, like, having some big, like, sexuality reveal moment. Like, it's just, it just is what it is. And, like, I think, I do think that that's, like, what Tessa said um, is really important and really interesting. And, like, if that's the case, then, like, of course we want to see her, you know, like, have a romance, that kind of thing. But, like, if she, like, if they tell a story where... She's kind because of, she's still so lost. So if she, they tell a story where she kind of finds herself, and it could be about just even like reconnecting, like a sisterhood of the Valkyries, you know, like yeah. she's all alone. And I, I was kind of hoping that we were gonna get that through Jane, like them being mm-hmm. friends. And yeah, obviously that's not gonna happen. I really love their friendship. Speaking it of was, that, it was so good. There was like you felt the depth to it without seeing it form. Yeah. Which I liked, but my criticism, though, of, you know, um, Jane arriving in New Asgard is that I wanted to see her transformation. I did, too. They just cut. They, you know, they show the pieces of Mjolnir, and they see, you see, like, clouds coming over New Asgard, and then it just cuts. And, um, like, I was, like, having a conversation with my boyfriend about it, and he was saying that, like, it's because as an audience, the reveal is, like, Thor's reveal. Like, you see her when Thor sees her. True. Even though that, like, it doesn't work as well, though, for the audience, I think. But see, like, that's the thing. Like, if this movie, if she was the main character and not Thor, we would have seen her transformation. We would have seen mm, her yeah. interacting with Valkyrie. But since Thor is the main character, we have to experience everything through yeah. Thor. Because, like... I also, like, I was also thinking, like, workshopping it. Like, let's say she arrived at the same time that this fight was breaking out, and then we could have seen kind of both ways, but then you wouldn't True. have gotten the friendship with her and her Valkyrie. Yeah. Because, like, obviously she arrived and she transformed. I'm sure Valkyrie, like, went up there because she's the king yeah. and took her in and, like, they talked or whatever because it, it seems like they kind of know what's what's up, what's going on. So I and I would have liked to see that, but like, I the Thor reveal was funny, but since like we already know it's Jane, like I felt like it kind of went on for 
a little long. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we already know who it is. Like, just cut to the chase. Oh, that reminds me, though. Okay, one of my favorite things. And another reason, this movie is very, like, Rick Riordan, like, his Norse mythology when it comes to the weapons. So, like, because you've you read Magnus Chase. Like, the Sword yeah. of Summer, like, has a personality, like, can talk, like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, like, this love triangle between Thor, the Hammer, and Stormbreaker, <laughs> I was obsessed. Like, so obsessed. was so jealous. So jealous. And I love that to the point where, like, I'm kind of mad that he gives Stormbreaker to the little girl and he's back to the Hammer. I'm like, no. No. Like... <laughs> We didn't well, go on this journey. The represents Jane, I think. I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, because to me, like, it's such an important thing for his character that it broke and that, yeah. like, it's not for him anymore. So, like, obviously it's good yeah. to know that he's still worthy of it, but, like, to me it's not his. Like, he should have passed that on to the girl. Like, yeah. his legacy should okay. now be hers, in my opinion. But can she pick up... Is she worthy to pick up the hammer, though? <laughs> I guess that means she's not worthy. <laughs> yeah. That's the issue. There okay. you go. I mean, true. But, like, I I just... They went through so much together. And Stormbreaker was so jealous. Like He needed, like, a two-sided weapon. Like, Mjolnir on one end and Stormbreaker on the other. I do like that she put, like makeup on it and like tassels on the end yeah that was really cute yeah okay um this also reminds me so guardians of the galaxy barely in it yeah i thought they were gonna have more of a thing oh i'm so glad they were gone no i'm glad they were too but it i had such a weird vibe with like all of it because like i loved thor i think his interactions were so funny but like Gamora not being there felt off and like Peter Quill felt really weird. I mean, are you surprised about that? I don't no, know. But like I do think though the right like I think Taika did a good job of with the writing and of having Peter talk to Thor about love. Like Take away, take away the fact that it's Chris Pratt for a second. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that writing was good. I, I do, too. I, I, I liked their talk. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, that whole interaction when he leaves and all that, is, it was really good. And, but the, like, and the goats. <laughs> and the goat. God, I love those goats. Um, it just, like, I could feel Gamora's absence. Yeah. And... Especially with Nebula being there. I love her. I love yeah. Nebula. I have so many I, I have so many questions. I think we're gonna get that stuff answered in the next Guardians. I, I hope so too. Like part of me was kinda hoping that it it was actually gonna give more of a lead in to Guardians. Like I I'm not mad that it didn't. It just felt a little like I almost forgot they were in the movie by the end of it. Do we know it Thor Thor isn't in Guardians, is he? I don't think so. Like, I I think the understanding is that after Infinity War, he and the Guardians have some adventures, 
then they part ways and then we have Love and Thunder and Guardians separately, I think is what happens. I'm looking, like I'm interested. I I wanna know about Chris Pratt and Taika Watiti's relationship on set though. I just have a yeah. lot of questions. I have so many questions because, like, they're polar they opposites. They didn't. I thought that – no, I was going to say when everyone was sticky, standing up for Chris Pratt, I thought that Taika had. He might have. Maybe I'm making that up. I just think it's funny that, like, now after the fact, Chris Pratt's like, no, I wasn't part of that church. And I'm but like, he's interesting. he's part of the adjacent – no, he said I'm not part of that church, but he's literally part of, like, the adjacent one, like – it's, like, just a different location or something. It just makes me think thoughts. It just makes me think thoughts. Like, I watched... Okay, so on Netflix, there's this show called The Home Edit. Yeah, and, and he's in an episode. He's in an episode, and I get bad vibes. So many bad like, vibes. Like, they redo his garage, and they redo his, like, all his outdoorsy stuff. His hunting stuff. He's a bow hunter. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it it was, for a second, I didn't even recognize him. I'm like, who's this burly man bow hunting? So, yeah, I, I like, I, I'm interested in what's going on with Guardians. But, like, I really am just wanting, like, that Gamora story. Yeah. Like, I, I want, I want a Gamora and Nebula story. I don't think yeah. we're going to get that because it's still going to be about Peter Quill. Yeah. Do you do you trust James Gunn with that that story? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, okay, so I watched Suicide Squad. Or is it called The Suicide Squad? Which the one new is one? It? Yeah, the new okay. one. I haven't and seen like, the new one. Listen, like, I like Harley Quinn, but I think that Birds of Prey did a much better job with her... Are we surprised? I mean, are we surprised? I'm I'm talking about James Gunn's Suicide Squad. It is a vast improvement on the previous Suicide Squad Harley. Like, it's better than that, obviously. But, like, I think Birds of Prey does her so much better. Well, yeah. It's not that I, like, distrust him. I'm sure it'll be a good movie. But it's just, you know, like... And, like, how does all the drama with him getting fired and then being brought back, like, work into all of this? Oh, God. Yeah, I think it's a hot mess is what it is. (laughs) So, we mentioned before, Loki's not in it at all. They're filming season two of Loki right now. They're filming season two of Loki. And, like, to me, Thor's, the rest of Thor's story, like, if we're getting more of Thor, it's with Loki being alive. Right? Like... I want to see that reconciliation again. That's more of what, like, I think he should be doing. But I don't know. They're so good. (laughs) Yeah. Man, it's time. It's time for a Loki rewatch. It's time. It's been a minute. It's, like, like, so much, though, Janet. It is, like, it takes, like, is, like, emotional height. Like, it brings you to this spot, and you have to be, like emotionally ready for that it's like <laughs> re-watching the last jedi like i just i can't just yeah. casually watch the last jedi <laughs> i have to prepare like i just like, I the same. you know like i can't really get over tom hiddleston's passion for the role that you just like it seeps through like it just is so obvious 
how much he puts into Loki. Like, that is, like, the heart of the show is Tom Hiddleston's handprints, like, fingerprints all over the show. It's it's his Midas touch on the Chevy door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is that. Oh, my gosh. So, like, in the future, like, do you think we're getting, like, a Thor 5? Hmm. We haven't, we've never gotten this far with a superhero franchise. No. Like, we haven't. Like, Iron Man 3. Thor's already had the most movies with four. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. This is new precedent. Like, I'm assuming, like, Spider-Man's gonna have another one, which would be four. Like, Thor's already... The difference, though, is that it feels like it's a new trilogy. It does. Well, I guess, like, but the thing is, with with the Thor franchise, it feels like a duology. And then... It's it's two duologies right now, I feel like. Yeah. Because they told that story, and then they told this story, and now it kind of feels like they could be telling another duology... And it, to me, it's like, okay, so... Valkyrie, maybe? I, I'm hoping it's Valkyrie. Like, I I want more with her. Um, apparently, yeah. she's, like, basically a completely original character for the MCU. Like, she's not in the comics. That's All cool. the Valkyries are dead in the comics. Okay. That's cool. So that they don't really have, like background to draw from so if they're gonna tell her story like it would be like an original type of story which might be why we haven't gotten a ton from her however i think tessa thompson like if she was part of that process like how tom hiddleston is part of the loki process it'd probably be something really special like as a like executive producer like if she were to get a show she would be you know hands-on like that mm-hmm. and, and i would she's a busy like woman. really trust that she is busy she is very busy. She's she is still booked in Westworld. Busy. Westworld's mm-hmm. on tonight. I will be watching. Should I be watching? I don't know yet. Because, like, I really don't feel like I can recommend season three. Right. But I'm really enjoying the, um, like, them. They're, they're just re-entering the park at the end of last episode. Into okay. the new park. It's being rebuilt and everything. It's in, like, previews. So this week should be good. Okay. Because, like, I was thinking about re-watching it. I've seen season one twice. Season, I've seen yeah, season, season one two is such once. a good rewatch. Like, no, season one, rewatching it is so good after, you know, the context of, like, the time skipping. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Like, I'm very excited about this season, but, like, nothing's really happened yet, so I can't... You know, like, Dolores' storyline's interesting... And then go and then like, um, Maeve's going back into the park now. Okay, it's like I'm interested, and like I love Tessa Thompson's character in that. Like yeah, she's she's so like so good. bad. She is like big villain. She's the bit. She's the big bad of this season, basically. Oh, cool. See, that's yeah. really cool. Like the the three like women that are like helming that show are so good and that's why like it irritates me that like they still try to be like male gazy and it's like this is a show about women ariana debose has a big role this season too Ooh, okay she's um she's playing like dolores's roommate okay interesting Yeah. yeah so i mean tessa's booked and busy 
I still think it's possible she could have some kind of something. But, at, like, as for the future of Thor, like, I would really love to see them tell the story of, like, Jane Foster do still doing something, like, from Valhalla. Like, yeah, like, I can would she like do to see all that. her science-y things from Valhalla? Like, that seems to make her happy. Yeah, well, and from what I read, like, she has this sentiment of wishing she had more time because she still has, like, so much work, like, undone. So, like, I would like to see it. And, like, Darcy's still down on Earth. Like, Yeah, like, okay, so, like, imagine a Thor movie, but, like, it's Valkyrie, Jane, and Darcy. And it's Valkyrie and Darcy, like, bringing Jane back from Valhalla. Like, or, like our, working with her from Valhalla somehow. Well, that's the other thing is I don't feel like I got closure of Darcy Valkyrie friendship with Jane. Like they no. didn't get to say goodbye to her. Yeah, especially with Darcy. Yeah, because Darcy's only in the beginning, and like I was kind of hoping for like a WandaVision mention that she was like, "Oh, I'm I've been busy doing this." Yeah, like, like I'm yeah. back from Westview or like something, you know. Um, so I would like that. I would love to see Darcy and Valkyrie. I think that would be a really... Listen, she could be the queen of New Asgard. Yeah, that could be a ship. That could be a ship. Like, I'm not mad at that. So, I I mean, honestly, like, I feel like they've left it wide open to kind of tell whatever story they want to tell. And really, when it comes to, like, this universe, like... It's now Loki's yeah. time to shine again. I think for me, it's the principle of just watching Natalie Portman die again. And That's again. true. And again. She never lives. She's always dying in her movies. Can you name a movie where Natalie Portman doesn't die? <laughs> the um, most recent thing I watched with her was The Other Boleyn Girl. So, like, obviously she dies in that one. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking about, like, Black Swan. Dead. Dead. Well, you know what? She was in that um, movie with Ashton Kutcher, like a rom-com. She and Diamond. Oh, that's true. And, you know, Taika Waititi was like, hey, would you ever want to do a Star War? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe she wants to come back to do a Padme espionage film. When he asked her that. It gave me the ick, even though yeah. I'm sure it was see, harmless. Did you see him, like, talking about it after? So, like, an interviewer asked him about it after, and he no. said that he realized what he was saying as it was coming out of his mouth. Yeah, so, like, it, it was an accident, but, like... Yeah. It just, like... She gets that... She used to get that all the time. Like, I remember when people got mad at her over, like... She was, like, wearing some Star Wars shirt, and they're like, I bet you don't even know what that's from. And they're like, yo, she's literally in the movie. <laughs> like... I mean, I would, if she was in Star Wars again, but playing, like, a completely different character, like, that'd be kind of funny. I'd be like, okay they with could that. put her, as a joke, you know, they could put her in, like, an alien costume. They could, and it'd just be yeah. Ali Portman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I'm still kind of sad there wasn't, like, a Padme flashback with, like, Natalie Portman. I kept, yeah. I was constantly waiting for Kenobi, for Natalie to show up, and she never did. I have my clown <laughs> makeup on every week. <laughs> God. It's like when Janina Gavankar did the um, sweater man's nostril. <laughs> that could be Natalie. She could yeah, be the she nostril. Could do a nostril. That's wow. 
All right. Do you have anything else about Thor Love and Thunder? Um, I don't think so. I feel a little bit better after talking about it, to be honest. Good. <laughs> I, I think, like, to me, what gets me is that, like, I, I don't feel like her death was, like, ill intent. Whereas, like, I remember with Ben Solo, like, it felt like a slap. Yeah, yeah. I will say that, that, you know, like, Ben Solo didn't... Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. I I guess it could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess if I'm going to really put it that way, like, it could have been worse. Like, is it ideal? No. But I also think about, like, the end of Doctor Strange and it being so ambiguous about Wanda. Like, yeah. the thought of Wanda being dead in that makes me really That one angry. I refuse. That one I... That's why I can enjoy that movie so much is that I am just like, she's not dead. Because she's not. Like, I swear <laughs> to God. Okay, but, like, did you watch that TikTok where they were, like, she... It should have been a build-up to her being a villain, but Sam Raimi, or whoever directed it, was like, no, I want to have her... I want to direct her as the villain. Oh, so like, it should have been a... A, a better bridge between WandaVision yeah, and... Yeah, well, because apparently, like, the original thought was she would become the villain by the end and oh, then be the villain be of, like, cool. the next movie. Yeah, I would have liked to see it. Like, I would have liked to see the Like, she goes from, like, trying to protect America to then, like, deciding... Trying she, to use her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I that would have liked really to see cool. it. I think that would have been a little bit better. But yeah. I still, like, enjoy that movie a lot. But it's yeah, very campy cool. and fun. Like, it, it is very campy. Like, I I do enjoy that. I'm like, if you don't enjoy this movie, you don't enjoy fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> is, is it an Oscar-winning movie? Like, not even close. But, like, no. is it fun? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, how can you not smile at zombie Doctor Strange? Like, how does that not make you just smile? <laughs> I just, yeah, like, it's just a fun movie. Like, it's stupid. Like, it's so stupid. It's but just it's stupid. Fun. Like, <laughs> that's the thing about us here at Lipstick and Lightsabers. We like it when it's stupid. <laughs> and that's why we're now Thor stands, Big stupid boy. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Lipstick and Lightsabers. If you want to keep the conversation going, uh, you can find us on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.